When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Football Friday. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the National Football League. Gentlemen, got the first preseason action in the books. Red and white practice for the Arizona Cardinals tomorrow. I'm Johnny Venerable, joined as always by my partner in crime, Mr. Bo Brock, and number 81, Frank Sanders. Gentlemen, let's toast our four peaks here on a Football Friday as we get settled in. For another podcast, PHNX Cardinals Live. How are we doing? We're doing great. We're drinking here in the studio the Joy Bus Wow Wheats. You've got a kilt lifter, the flagship. We're we're so happy to be parting up with Four Peaks here on a football Friday, Johnny. And uh, we're nearing the end of training camp. Training camp wraps up in Glendale next week. We got the red white tomorrow. As you said, the first stinker in the books as far as last night's preseason game. My God, what was that last night? Anybody watch that? I, I saw it. I watched a, I watched a little bit of it, man. I thought that, you know, again, it's, you you definitely you're walking into the mode of preseason. It was not a real, you know, it wasn't a primetime game. Unfortunately, again, like it is always and it has been for a long time that the first preseason game, even if it's the Hall of Fame game, is that the first, the starters just don't play long. That's the sad part if you're going to have if you're going to have a game like that, a big time game like that on a show on a stage like that, yeah. the players and the starters at least need to play more than 12 snaps. Yeah, I think we're I on our way yeah. to down to two preseason games. I think we're in route to that. Perfect. Uh, I mean, just give the young guys the opportunities. But look, preseason can't come soon enough for this Arizona Cardinals organization. Continues to have off the field issues, Johnny. Uh, and I think that their head coach is, is feeling the same that same vibe right now. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, he doesn't talk to me either, so don't feel bad. Um, but he's definitely confident when he's out on the field. I mean, he thinks he's the best player. That was that was actually we're we're gonna get to that. Cliff Kingsbury, you could feel that he wanted to uh, he he wants to get a, a, away from these off the field distractions and get to you know actually meaningful snaps and kind of get to figure out who's gonna make this team, who's gonna be a part of this group going forward that's gonna try to duplicate their success, actually do better than last year's eleven win playoff appearance, Arizona Cardinals, and uh, he doesn't want to have to deal with you know his running backs coach who's been. Uh, you know, pretty much dismissed from the I team. How you- and yeah. uh, you, I mean, you've also got guys who like Hollywood Brown, you just want to get him in the mix. We'll see what that looks like. Yeah. James Saxon, as you mentioned, put on administrative leave, something we speculated running backs coach. Um, we speculated that yesterday, Bo and Frank, it happened today. I do not expect him back. The team Cliff Kingsbury made a statement on James today saying they've known about it since the incident took place. And uh, the Cardinals, again, just scrub away the whiteboard. How many days can we go without an incident? Um, but let's let's focus on the positives. Let's focus sure. on standouts, breakouts for the Arizona Cardinals as we get closer to that regular season kickoff on September 11th. And a lot of people have asked him, Bo, who looks good at training camp? Who is popping off? Who is this year's, 
I don't know who broke out last year, but you know, the quintessential, I always think about Tyron Matthews training camp in 2013, where he just, as a rookie, he flashed uh, amongst a, a sea of veterans, right? I think about once upon a time, David Johnson in 2016 was, you know, you couldn't tackle him. And then of course he has almost 20 touchdowns that season. Who is the player in your opinion for the Arizona Cardinals this season that by, by year's end could be a rookie, could be a veteran that we're going to be saying that that guy had a tremendous year. There's a pair of people that are on each side, one guy on each side of the ball that you just keep hearing their name over and over and over again. Uh, you also can throw special teams in here, but I think on the offensive side, it's it's Greg Dortch. He continues to get wow. separation. He continues to get out there. And as far as trying to crack this wide receiver core, he's got an edge because he's going to be somebody that's going to be returning kicks. I, I'm, I'm kind of going more deep sleeper here because Rondell Moore, we know his, his role is going to increase. I mean, we've heard that all offseason long. Uh, what that looks like, you know, we continue to try to figure out, follow the tea leaves. But I think Greg Dortch is somebody that's going to make an impact on teams and also could, you know, early on without DeAndre Hopkins, we'll see what their wide receiver core looks like to start the season, could get some reps out there. I, I, I honestly believe that. And then on the defensive side of the football, Johnny, we started hearing it last Saturday and yep. it continues throughout the week. Love Saw this. today. Maje Sanders, third-round pick, 100th overall selection in the 2022 The guy just has all the moves you want to just yes. be in a rotational pass rush role. And we saw I, – I was I was 10 feet from Vance Joseph. I was watching him watch these pass rushers, mm -hmm. and he's just sitting there just like like your, your parents on Christmas watching you open that big gift. Just a smile on his face, just like, oh, yeah. This is this is something special. We got our guy. We got somebody. We got a steal here, Majay Sanders, and I think it's going to come down to between him and Dennis Gardeck for some significant role or significant snaps opposite Marcus Golden. Well, I can tell you definitively, Frank Sanders, that this team, the longer they go without signing an edge rusher, we've all been waiting the Chandler Jones replacement. I'll give Bo credit. He he said since day one. Well, they're probably waiting to see what they have from these rookie third rounders. And I said, Mance doesn't want to play young guys. Stop lying to me. But now we're in August, right? We're in mid-August. Mazri Sanders looks like the player that everybody hoped the Cardinals would go out and sign. Do you think this kid can come in and produce, I don't know, six, seven, eight snaps as a rookie? Or is that asking too much? I really don't. I, I think that his athletic ability is there as long as his wind um, and his <clears throat> and health stands stands the test of time, which is getting through preseason into the regular season. I think he has a very good chance of being something pretty special. I was watching him on video, uh, watching his highlights because that was who he was going to talk about today. And when you just look at him, I mean, long, rangy. He has he has good feet. He has a and he has power behind his punch when he when he engages with guys. And so that is something that we did we see with Chandler Jones. But Chandler, of course, the Wiley veteran, got a he's got a couple more moves up his bag than this kid threw, but. I think with the opportunity for him to learn from JJ and a couple other guys, yeah. I think he brings a lot to the table. Health is the number one thing. And then at the end of the day, you really don't have to teach him much. He doesn't have to do what Zavin had to do or Isaiah Simmons. He just has to react and read to the ball. And I think that's something that makes it a lot easier to kind of kind of teach. Give him a couple of weeks to see if the team start game planning against him. That might change the narrative. But right now, I think he, he's a plug-and-play guy immediately. Let me ask you this, because you, you've seen it on both sides. And health was a big one with these two players. But you played with Simeon Rice, and you played with Andre Wadsworth. Yeah. And it's a tale of two different careers, right? Simeon mm -hmm. was, uh, had an incredible career, and Wadsworth was you know, a guy that never kind of 
took his game to the next level out of Florida State as a, as a top five pick. You know, what was the difference between or what is the difference between a guy going from college to the NFL and what makes him successful and where do they fall short? Well, when, when we got Wadsworth, the only problem with Wadsworth was that he didn't get a full camp in. And so, Mary, they, he held out. Him and his agent held him out for a little while. Um, and it ended up getting him a seven – it worked. It gave him seven-year, $42 million. That was kind of unheard of <laughs> at the time. <laughs> it worked. I mean, like, what, Eugene Parker, I think, was his name. Oh, Eugene yeah. Was, yeah, and so back in the days. But what will allow a guy is how how well he – can he can his body handle the pounding initially? Because there's a, there's a s- severe change – an uh, NFL offensive lineman versus a college offensive lineman. These guys are savvy. They're waiting for you. They know exactly what to do. And then when they get you on the ground, they punish you. Um, Simeon came in. Simeon six seven. Wasworth six four. Both of those guys are freaks. pretty fast, and they were both they were both freaks at the position. Um, the difference was Simeon was able to stay healthier than than Wasworth was, and when and and then he also transitioned and moved over to another spot. I will say that both of those guys was absolutely hungry. Simeon Rice was hungry. Andre Rosworth was hungry when they, to get into the league. Again, you're talking about Simeon, who was 6'7 for the most of his life, and he was 235 pounds at 245. Andre was not that size, and when he got to Florida State, he beefed up and got bigger and stronger and faster and became the guy he was, the first-round draft pick for the Arizona Cardinals. But health is the most important part, mm-hmm. and the motor is always definitely the ability. They, the ability they, didn't, they did not like, Bo, but just the motor of Simeon definitely carried him a lot, a lot further. Here's the here was my hesitation with Maje Sanders coming out of Cincinnati and and on our draft special that we had when the Cardinals selected him is I can be one of those archaic people that what were his sack numbers in college right and they were not robust but you have to look past that the folks at PFF have have charted every snap he took at Cincinnati he led college football in pressures off the edge he also played three four outside linebacker. So we talked about this before with Cameron Thomas, who's played defensive end, which is going to take a little bit of time. That's what Marcus Golden made so seamless to the NFL in his second year in 2016. He stood up at Missouri. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Majay Sanders. So I, I think he's got to beef up a little bit, probably another offseason before he really explodes. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you're telling me that the Arizona Cardinals, I put this on Twitter today, you get Hollywood Brown, Majay Sh- Sanders for pick 23, both of which could potentially be cornerstone players for this organization. That's how you win Long term, that's how this team is going to overcome. I don't want to say overcome, but you pay Kyler Murray fifty million dollars a year, forty-five million dollars a year in the coming years. You got to hit on Maze Sanders, so you can get double-digit sack artists that make no money. So I'm with you, Bo. It was evident when we heard Vance Joseph speak last Saturday. It, he has continued to put together. I cannot wait to watch him in the preseason. Um, I, I hope he comes out with his hair on fire because the Cardinals are due for a player like this. The Greg Dorch pick is interesting. Because you go back, played Wake Forest, under the radar, 5'7", right? He's a little guy. But they, they've they done a nice job with this. They've dra- they've developed him out, outside of a, an undrafted free agent. He was with the team last year, uh, you know, had a cup of coffee in two games. I love to see players come into their own after being with the organization 18 to 24 months. The Cardinals, again, need to do more of this. And if you were to ask me before the regular season started, I said, no way this, this kid makes the roster. No way Andy Isabella makes the roster. But now you look at the issues surrounding Hollywood Brown, which shouldn't affect him week one. Hopkins is out, right? We, we're hopeful that this kid, Greg Dortch, not only can make an impact on special teams, right? So then you don't have to force Hollywood to do that. And we, we know Christian Kirk and Rondell Moore kind of shared those, those roles last year. But, Bo, I, I'm with you. I think 
this kid has has made a point to not be ignored this camp. Like I wanted to ignore Greg Dortch this camp, and every highlight, every time we're at practice, he's running deep. And this is what this team wants to do vertically. I will I will double down with the receiving core, and I will I will give credit where credit's due. Andy's had a nice camp, especially over the last seven to ten days. So my question to both of you guys, Bo, I'll start with you. Do you believe, based on what you've seen over the last couple of days, he had a nice practice again today, combined with the uncertainty surrounding a lot of these other receivers, does Andy Isabella make the final 53? Let's count it out. I mean, when you look at who they're going to carry at the wide receiver position breaking camp, I mean, it's going to be Hollywood Brown. He should be back from the hamstring. Looks like Monday. That's been the plan all along, even before the arrest. You've got Rondell Moore. You've got A.J. Green. Okay. And then, you know, Hopkins is on the shelf for the next six weeks. So you're at three. You're, you're going to carry six. You're going to yeah, carry, carry six. So carry Wesley as well. Antoine Wesley, but, you know, it doesn't sound good as far as Antoine Wesley. Antoine Wesley got an MRI. Antoine Wesley, uh, he's dealing with a hip uh, area, groin area injury. And they're going to figure out what Cliff said today was they're going to try to figure out if he's going to have to have surgery or if it's something he can just rehab. So that's never good that they're just that talking. sounds like an IR situation regardless. Right. They're looking for a path for him to even play this season. So that's you can stop it at, at three. We're only three deep. So right. there's going to be there's going to be ample opportunity. And I, I would not be shocked to see a big preseason for Mandy Isabel. I wouldn't be shocked. I, I think it's just very. Uh, par for the course as far as how his career's gone. You know, could he have, can he flash like a Keyshawn Johnson did? But you still don't want to say, hey, fool me once, fool me twice situation with Andy Isabella. Does he make the team? Can he make an impact? I just think like Dorch and a guy like Victor Bolden, you know, they're probably viewed maybe ahead of him as far as the depth chart, but that still gets you to five. I mean, who else, right. you know, if you're trying to find somebody that's similar to Wesley, uh, as far as just size, it's the guy you just signed off the streets and Marcel Aitman. But yeah, I mean, the fact that he knows the system it gives him an advantage. Uh, yeah, I think he probably at this point, it's it's crazy, but you know, 53 men. Uh, he's got nine lives times 100. I mean, <laughs> there was no flipping way, Frank Sanders, after the draft, after the trade, everything else this offseason that I thought Andy Isabel, old 17, would make this final 53. But I mean, how can you argue with it right now? Well, what you can argue with is that the proof's in the pudding. You've already seen it. And what's going to happen is, this is, this is the beauty of the moment, is that he, every receiver right now is getting extra reps. Hollywood's not there. Um, D-Hops is not there really you know, really participating at that level. And then we, we just lost Anton Wesley with an injury. And so everyone that's young and rookie right now, they get a chance to prove themselves. But what will be the tail of the tape? It will be what happens on 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 in preseason football games when they get a chance to shine in the lights and then we're not starting D hops we're not playing Hollywood Brown and these guys got to go out versus the ones for most teams and they got to make plays and they're not making plays of that that's going to be the determining factor on whether these guys make the roster or not I agree with you though boy I say that Andy does know the system and that 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 salary cap that hit that he's got this year is a little bit more you can probably get two for the price of one with the young guys that's coming up because you already know you got stars and the guys that's that and guys that's coming back and that's HB as well as D Hop. So I'd be surprised he makes it. And I I really I'm, I'm gonna be I'm gonna put this on the record. I just don't think he's gonna have a great camp. I don't think he's mm-hmm. gonna have a great preseason. I don't. And you know why? Because he's gonna be the number one guy. And they're gonna try to find a way to feature him and get him the most balls. They've Remember. tried. They've tried that other preseasons. You're right, Frank. Like we've said this for two preseasons in a row. Andy's gonna get reps. He's gonna get ample time to show what he can do. 
and, and he hasn't done anything outside of his rookie season. He's still, if you even watch the highlights that producer Emma took this morning, I, you try to get excited about him, but Bo, he still catches with his body. I mean, he right. he is what he is at this point, right? Yeah. He, he absolutely is. And I mean, as good as he, he, and that's as good as he can look. We saw a pair of touchdowns from Andy Isabella when they were running some scrimmage today. Um, you know, so it's, that's why I would say, Hey, just temper your expectations. Even if you see a big preseason from him. Now I, I want to get to what everybody's probably waiting for because through the wild card in there about Greg Dorch, because everybody thought I was going to say Rondell Moore. I think Rondell Moore, that is the, that's the expectation that Rondell Moore is going to be the breakout of this, of this Arizona Cardinals offense because of, you know, kind of a quiet first season. I mean, Cliff Kingsbury said that he was texting him, that he was disgruntled with his role in the offense. Yes. As were we Cliff. (laughs) Right. And uh, Rondell Moore just seems businesslike as far as how he's approaching this. He won't really buy into any of the questions that he's being asked as far as, you know, are you excited about this? He says, I just want to go out there and, and, and play winning football. I want him. Our ultimate goal is to play in our stadium in in the upcoming Super Bowl, Super Bowl 57 on Valentine's Day. Uh, you know, I don't care if you're handing the ball off to me. Uh, they went over today when he had his press availability, how he learned every single position as far wow. as the route tree. And th- that's interesting to me because, you know, we, we've all seen the DeAndre Hopkins route tree, right, on a- every other Sunday. And it's it looks very similar, right? But it seems like this wide receiver core, Frank, and maybe you can tell, give us more in-depth analysis on this, is these guys are all learning different they're, – they're learning X, they're learning Y, they're learning slot. Uh, I mean, it's got – I got to imagine that's, that's a breath of fresh air to somebody like yourself. To me it is because I remember watching us last year. I thought that, you know, we kept talking about Cliff has to evolve the offense. He has to put guys in different position and move guys around consistently. Over the last couple of years, they've been, they've been very stagnant in, in their position. As I said before, I think it was it's, it's just absolutely mind-blowing that one of the top NFL wide receivers in the, in the entire game can just play one side of the football for the entire season, and that's DeAndre Hopkins staying on the left side of the field. And I thought that was crazy from an offensive standpoint. But from a receiver standpoint, and going back to what we were talking about, it's amazing that when a receiver can learn all the positions, you have to, and you should you should put yourself in that position because you never know what's going to happen. Rondell is a excuse me guys that that wow is wowing me <laughs> with the right moment so apologize for that but the uh ability what will take place is rondell is the example of what can be in any position that's from the x standing on the outside being one-on-one he's like he's like he's like our you know Tariq hill we can move him anywhere we want to do on the football Ooh. field we just gotta get the ball to him <laughs> and in his hands he's just i mean he's he's lightning fast he's four three he has all the moves and ability we see ex- nothing but an explosive player out of him and that definitely, uh, definitely play. It plays a, a major role when guys can play different positions. The the only thing that was questionable that Rondell Moore said today was that if he was faced with a one on one race with his teammate Hollywood Brown, he's taking himself. Mm. Mm. Uh, I our man Espo, Yeah, we posed that question on Twitter. Our man yeah. Espo went with Rondell Moore. I love Rondell. Uh, Hollywood Brown, you look at him, he looks like he's built like those guys running those prelims out in uh, Eugene, Oregon, getting ready for the Olympics. That's what that's what uh, Hollywood Brown looks like. Uh, Rondell's a little bit more compact. And that's not a bad thing, but as a fellow little man who is also compact, our legs have to work a lot faster. We, <laughs> Hollywood's got a little bit more of a better stride going, at least vertically. Um, but we got Cliff on Rondell Moore today. He uh, had yes. some comments on the second-year wideout. 
Definitely. Yeah, he doesn't talk to me either, so don't feel bad. Um, but he's definitely confident when he's out on the field. I mean, he thinks he's the best player out there, outside, inside. I always give him a hard time, like, are you sure you can go out there with those big corners outside? And he just smiles and is like, just watch. Um, but tremendous worker since he's been here. That's all he's done is, is take to the coaching and anything we try to teach him, he tries to apply it. And he's very cerebral, knows every position. And we could put him in at running back and he know what to do. And um, you, you said it. He's got a huge chip on his shoulder. He just doesn't give you much. I love him. Like, I, I really do. Look, he's my guy. Rondell Moore is my guy. I, I expect a lot out of him. I expect that if we don't have that bromance relationship between HB, HB and, and K1, then I expect him to find and find ways to get ball, the ball to Rondell Moore. There is nothing but an upside in the second-round pick that we, we're just basically sitting dormant with all this talent. And to me, I think that's going to be – it, it will be disingenuous to him. I will expect if he doesn't see – you're talking about a guy who had 54 catches, somewhere around that number, a little bit less than 500 yards um, catching, uh, somewhere a little bit less than 100 yards in rushing. But we saw what he's able to capable, capable of doing. I expect him to have an explosive season if they find ways to get him the ball and, and look at him as a real viable option in this offense to be something pretty special. Take the Rondell Moore over for uh, receiving yards over at DraftKings right now uh, because I, I'm with you both. I think Hollywood, Rondell Moore, Bull Brock uh, are, are going to eclipse big numbers, uh, especially with the uncertainty now around Antoine Wesley. Absolutely. What, what, do we know what the number is? We'll have to look that up before the end. Yeah, it is. I Last time I checked, it's somewhere in the 600. So if you feel like Rondell Moore could be a breakout candidate for the Cardinals, uh, I think our buddy Kyle Odegaard, friend of the show, posed a question the other day. Could Rondell, Hollywood, and Zacherts uh, eclipse 2,000 yards receiving as a group? And I said, they better, or this yeah, offense is yes. going to be a, in a lot of trouble. I'll tell you who else is in trouble. Matthew Stafford with his bum elbow right now on DraftKings. My DraftKings pick of the week. Take the under 34.5 tutties because Stafford's elbow is going to fall off by midseason. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code PHNX, make your first deposit, get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. We got so much cool props on DraftKings, passing TDs, passing uh, rushing TDs, passing yards, anything you can think of, head on over to DraftKings. That's promo code PHNX, only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Gentlemen, I can't tell you how excited I was to lose many money gambling on pro football last night. Uh, the overhit, <laughs> thankfully, I knew it would. But jagging off with the Jaguars uh, never does me any good. Uh, but it's it's good to be back in the routine. Jag's going to jag. I don't care who the head coach is. I don't who, care who you have at quarterback. He's won every every level of his life. It'll drive you drinking. And why not drink something good while you're doing that? Four Peaks. We're having some wow joy boys. Actually, Frank cracked a bottle of wow today. We've had it in cans. And he, yes. he literally he exclaimed. He, he said, Wow. Wow. Like he couldn't yeah. he, you couldn't even contain yourself. You, you I mean it was just it was just organic. You the wondrous orange wheat from the Joy Bus Wow wheat. It's unreal. It's like a blue moon but better. Is yeah. how oh, I would put it. On. Yeah. Don't don't, nah, don't dem- no. Blue moon. I'll well, and people want to know what kind of category it falls into. It's a blue moon but it tastes better than a blue moon. That's it's, what it falls don't, into. Don't besmirch the Stop. good name. Stop. Wow. I'm, t- I'm giving it a compliment. <laughs> 
no, it, it, WoW is next level stuff. So is every every single beer on their list there at Four Peaks, including Kilt Lifter, which Johnny Venerable is enjoying himself. You've got uh, all sorts of IPAs. They've got the barrel-aged stuff. It's unreal what they're doing as far as cutting-edge stuff, as far as the brewing. And then, of course, they've got a menu to match that Four Peaks. It's done undeniable. It's, uh, it's, it's woven in the fabric of the great state of Arizona. You think about Arizona, you think about beer, and you think Four Peaks. We're proud to be partnered with them. You must be 21 or older and enjoy responsibly. If we maybe we'll do a you know preseason watch party at Four Peaks. I don't know. It sounds Ooh, sounds like great. a delightful idea to me. Sounds Let's just get more me. of this wow in our, in our down our down our gullets and have a good time. We're a week away, Johnny. We're officially a week away from the first preseason game next Friday. The Arizona Cardinals in less than an hour from a week from now. The Arizona Cardinals are going to be playing the Bengals. Do we do we know are we going to do a uh, post game show for that? How do how do we want to do sure. this, fellas? I think sure. I, you know if the people want it, we're going to do post game. We're going to break down the bottom half of this fifty three man <laughs> roster until it hurts because we love it so much. I'm thirsty for a lot of things. I'm thirsty for a Four Peaks. I'm thirsty for Arizona Cardinal football. I'm thirsty for your downloads. By the way, download this podcast, subscribe to it, like it review it share it around we're doing this every day you guys know it so make sure like this video too on youtube uh so we can get this puppy rolling bo brock by the time september 11th kicks off tomorrow's gonna be a great vibe we're all gonna be out there frank's not gonna be out there but damian anderson will be in his Ooh. place a uh, good substitute tough to substitute for our playmaker frank sanders damien so. damien's gonna have his big j journalism hat oh, on tomorrow yeah. he said i'd like some credentials i'm ready to ask the tough <laughs> questions can't wait for it. Can't wait for DA to be in there in the press room with us, ask the questions afterwards, but have some fun with us beforehand and after. We'll be out there. You see us, if you're in the crowd and we're down on the field, you just shout us out. We'll say hi. Uh, we really appreciate uh, to be able to talk to you tomorrow at the Red and White Scrimmage. Will Kyler Murray be there? Head coach Cliff Kingsbury today thinks it's a good possibility. Still, I believe he tested yesterday and – Tomorrow's day five, so I'm hoping that he'll be back tomorrow. He wants to be out back. There's no doubt. I can tell he's about over it. Um, but, yeah, he's been good. Uh, he feels better, there's no doubt, so that's good. But, he, yeah, he just wants to get back out there. I think he's getting stir-crazy. I'm so getting stir-crazy without Kyler Murray. <laughs> you should be. I can't watch these backups anymore. I'm sorry. My God. Today, it, there was no Colt McCoy. It was a vet day off. It was the Trace McSorley show. And that's what we saw. It was third and fourth stringers throwing to Andy Isabella. You know, everybody, it was the biggest vet day of the training camp. So do you think, <clears throat> how did Trace look to you as a, and him and Andy, Andy Isabella uh, as no, it was I playing? don't want to go. We don't, don't want to start this. Going, no, man. No, this, no, start this. What, we can, I, look, yeah, let's talk about it. I saw the last, since Kyler Murray's been out, there's been a lot of balls that have hit the turf. Okay, uh, you know, I asked Cliff today in the press conference, did did he lose anything today by having his third and fourth string quarterbacks out there? And he was so political. He said, you know, I, I like to see them get some extra reps out there because normally they're just coming in for, you know, one snap, two snap, and then they're done. Uh, so he gets a longer look at the two quarterbacks behind Kyler Murray and Colt McCoy. But uh, he, look, we if you're looking at just straight skill set, Trace McSorley has a more uh, of a, uh, a comparable skill set to Kyler Murray. 
But okay, can we stop it there? Yeah. Can we end this, please? For the <laughs> love of God, Kyler Murray no, no. is the Cardinals in 2022. If Dirt McGirt McSorley has to play, <laughs> or Colt McCoy sees the field more than eight games or seven games or whatever, the season is over. So K1, I hope you're getting all your fluids, my man. I'll bring you over. What is it? My baby's drink that I drink as well. That's not for grownups, but grownups drink it now. I'll bring you all the PD like Kyler. I'll load up. I'll drive out to your place. Maybe I can hang out for a little bit if you're cool with that. No yeah, problem. Frank Sanders in Florida. He, he wants to no, make a point. No, I don't want to no, talk about that. You don't want to do it. No? No, nah, we're not going to do that. Come on. It's a football hey, Friday. I tell you what, just, let's, let's mix it up. Let's put the pads on. Let's get after each other. Oh, Frank, square <laughs> me up. I won't do it. I won't do it. I won't do it. I, I do think that Trace needs more reps, though, than than Colt. I think that that, that will be a, a good setup for and he needs more reps with the opportunity to come in and, and really I think he would be a balance to if we lose if something happens to K1. When we get when we bring in Colt, we already know what we got. He's a he's a veteran, of course. He's he knows the offense. He's pretty smart. He's savvy, but he it, it it's gonna change the entire way you call the game plan. And and that's the difference. You got one guy that's that's a that's an athlete that can do both things in K1. He can run and throw and then, then you just have Colt who has to have a pocket presence and a pocket passing quarterback. And that's, that changes. But if you get trace, you don't really lose as much. So, and he's younger. I agree with that. He should be getting more reps. His arm can last longer in practice than, than Colt and Colton already knows. This, so he doesn't need the reps, but trace does, because if something happens, you need to make sure you have an ample backup for Colt because last year we saw it just wasn't good. Colt wasn't that guy. I mean, he gave us a game or two, but that it, it took a miracle for us to walk away with that win. Of course, I got the darn Colt McCoy, Cliff Kingsbury <laughs> tattoo to prove it that hey, it was amazing yeah. for one. He was amazing for one moment, but God darn, I'm just saying, like that's yeah, boy, you've missed just, you've missed so it much. Balances, yeah, it balances quite, quite the week. <laughs> it balances our offense out with the idea that we have youth pushing youth, and then we also have the same two guys pushing pushing each you other know, with the opportunity to kind of to kind of really help the offense if something happens to K1. I'm going to steal from DA. I'm going to say that's a great point, right? But I also will say this. To downplay what Colt McCoy did last year, three games, two of the three games, was incredible for this franchise. They probably don't make the playoffs if it's not for Colt McCoy. They don't. They don't. They miss it. They they absolutely miss it. Two divisional road wins back-to-back. Thank you. I just don't think that Trace McSorley has the – the wherewithal between the years. He needs time to go distribute no, the ball no, and no. run the offense he quite like Cole Please McCoy. Stop. There's not he enough time. There's he not enough time. reps. There's not enough time right he now. He between time. now Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray makes forty six point one million dollars. I don't want to talk backup quarterback. Hey Johnny, just real quick, <laughs> just just real quick. Can we you know, here's the difference, and this is what happens as a player when you're on the football field. Trust me, I don't give a s if I see Cole McCoy in practice. I really don't. I don't know what he's gonna do. He knows what he's gonna do. His arm is his arm is damn near like like your boy Stafford with with, with elbow juice on it. It, <laughs> it it's only gonna give you but so much. That's the reason why this is the reason why your backup's not even practicing because he needs to rest his arm because he's been throwing so much. You need to get the young guys ready and the next young guy that's the stud that actually needs to know the offense. Johnny, breathe, breathe. All right. I get it. We're gonna see. We're gonna see Trace to the disgrace tomorrow. Oh, right, come on. right, Johnny. Red white practice. Who are who are some other player? Yeah, can we talk about real players? Oh, it's return of the Mac Thorley sorry, tomorrow. Easy. How dare you? Sorry, Josh. I'm sorry. Who are we looking forward to of, of players that will make a difference in 2022? 
But I'll start with you, even though I shouldn't. Who are we looking forward to tomorrow? Red and white practice to stand out for this Arizona Cardinal club. Let's let's continue to uh, introduce this fan base to Myjay Sanders. Check out 41 out there, getting the pass rush reps out there, uh, putting his hands up, getting close to the quarterback, hopefully not touching the quarterback. Um, let's let's see Myjay Sanders. Watch Rondale Moore as well. Hopefully we'll get some D-Hop tomorrow. D-Hop has been off the last couple of days, getting a couple of vet days off. Uh, Red-white scrimmage, I think it's important, especially with all the stuff going on off the field, for this team to put on a show. I, the fans deserve it. They, they put them through a lot this offseason, and it's yeah. not you know football being back. It's, it's important for them to do that tomorrow. That's the understatement of the century. They owe it the fans. Everybody should get a hundred dollar gift card to the <laughs> to the team shop. shop. Everybody should get new uniforms tomorrow. Uh, here's what I want to be gifted. I want to see Zayvon Collins kicking ass out there at middle linebacker. I don't want to see him come off the field with the starters until we're deep, deep into the end of the roster. I want to see him all over the place, run defense. Uh, I, I just want to see Zayvon Collins comfortable in his in his shoes. Right now, I'm also looking to dabble. I want to see Isaiah Simmons in action in the back seven. Those are two guys that if you're a Cardinal fan, you're going to want to keep your eyes glued to. It's impossible. They are physically gifted specimens, unlike anybody else on the Cardinals roster outside of, you know, peak JJ Watt out there. So number 25 and number nine, I'm going to have my eyes glued to Frank Sanders. So is Trey McBride playing? Trey McBride was not practicing again today, dealing with the back issue, sore back, along with what they initially told us fatigue. I wouldn't expect him being out there. Also tight end Zach Ertz having a calf issue. Luckily, you know, uh, Cliff Kingsbury said today he's not concerned about his long-term availability. So that's you can kind of breathe a sigh of relief if you're an Arizona Cardinals fan with Zach Ertz uh, not staring down an injury. Um, I, I see in the questions about Marco Wilson. That That's something to look out for. I mean, Marco Wilson's injury is not something to look out for. The cornerback position is something you have to pay close attention to tomorrow because Marco Wilson nursing a groin injury, if he's not able to go, it's Byron Murphy and then, God, I don't know. I mean, you've got Christian Matthew, right, who was the uh, – who was the six-round pick? The tweener from, uh, you Penn know, State. Panera Bread University. Wait, oh, you're right. It wasn't Penn State. I was thinking a couple of drafts ago. And he, then all, I can't, anybody can name his college. Kudos Josh to Jackson was out. It, it, so both those players, I've seen them. They don't even have their hands available. They wear the, the UFC MMA gloves. Mm-hmm. That's good. No, that's good. That good. That's a good time. Week, good. week, <laughs> week one against uh, uh, Kansas City's receiving core. That'll that's be good. helpful. Yeah, well, hey, can you well, explain that to so our viewers, it, listeners? Here's what happens. Like, the, the NFL is 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 they, – they allow the guys to do more touching and grabbing than they normally do down the football field. That's why you see a lot of the tugging and the pulling that takes place. And so when you really want to see a, a guy's real true skill set, how he plays the ball is how he – how he's he's able to just use his he's, – he's using just his athletic ability, not using the savviness or the trickery that comes along with the game where you can use your hands to pull and tug guys or when a receiver's going for the ball and you you pull them close to you, that changes the narrative now. Mm-hmm. And they must have seen and noticed that more in practice that these guys are grabbing and pulling the jerseys and, and kind of putting themselves in a position where I actually want to see you play the ball, defend the ball without grabbing the guy. And and it really kind of it helps it, it helps the defensive back much. It helps him become a better defensive a defender than it is than he is when it comes to just being savvy. Savviness on the football field, I will say this here. I didn't like Charles Woodson. I didn't think Charles Woodson was a great DB. I did not. 
I murdered, I murdered Charles Wilson without a problem, <laughs> but the whole time he was grabbing and pulling and tugging. And so it made it look like he was always there. But to me, in my opinion, he wasn't a great cover cornerback. Now, again, what he did, and you watch him on film from college to the pros, he was physical, big guy, six foot one, six two, cornerback, but he wasn't great with his hands. In, in that regard, just being a cover corner, he pulled and tugged and he did the trickery. And I say sometimes you miss out on the skill set that it really requires to learn how to be a great, just a good defender of the ball without that. So I'm okay with that okay. because it's making these guys better at just, you know, just being in the right spot and defending the ball instead of grabbing guys' jerseys and pulling them. It's a, and that's something that's just kind of new, but I love it because it, it makes them better. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to make a prediction right now. I, I'm going to say the defense dominates tomorrow because of the uncertainty with the receiving core and tight end position group, quarterbacks. <laughs> I don't expect Kyler to play. It would be great to see him out there. I think the defense comes out and, and has a really nice afternoon and the offense is going to plead, you know, the, the ignorance because they don't have their majority of their skilled guys. So I think the defense gets a nice uh, uplift, uh, but they've been playing well in practice both the last couple days because it's been without Kyler Murray. You know. So what what I expect to see out of the red, white, and game is our running game. Hmm. I expect our running backs. I don't see. I don't. JC won't be playing a whole bunch. So the names you guys are calling out are guys that probably won't get a whole bunch of rep, rep, reps. But the guys that will really kind of you get to see a lot of the work that's put in. It'll be our backup running backs. Those guys are going to ground and pound. We got to see if our offensive line want to really be movers and not just takers. And that that that's something that some coaches will transfer into. Of course, we're not having K1 sitting the shotgun all day. So you'll see Colt maybe a little bit under the center. Trace, these guys will be handing the ball off to watch and see if guys are really wanting to be physical. That, to me, is something that changes the narrative. When your offense wants to impose its presence instead of accepting the, what the defense wants to do. And that that, that I would expect to see that. And then a, a couple little a couple little dump off running, uh, quick passes to our receivers to make sure these guys can kind of catch and run once they get up the field. I expect to see that out of a red and white game because typically when the starter's not there, the defense goes crazy. They do what the hell they want to do. They start jumping around and doing stupid stuff. But when the offense wants to be physical, I want to see if our, if our big running backs that we brought in behind J.C., can get physically and we can get downhill. Yeah, I mean, I see a question there. I mean, as far as what the running back depth chart looks like, and it'd be on display potentially with with James Conner, who's had a, who had today off for sure, and you had Daryl Williams to the mix, a, a vet, a guy who's known for catching the football out of the backfield, also a solid red zone running back option if you can't lean on Conner like you did last year, and then Edo Benjamin and Keontae Ingram. Uh, you know, we talked to Daryl Williams earlier this year. He was shocked at the diversity and the ability to do everything from every single one of those guys in that position group. And it's going to be you're going to be your first chance to see that on display mm -hmm. tomorrow. You, you can yeah. see what these guys can do, how versatile they are, how they're dual threats coming out of the backfield. And that's kind of like when you looked at Cliff Kingsbury and the misconception about the air raid going from Texas Tech to the NFL, like he had three running backs that were not only putting up yards on the ground, but also putting up yards through the air. I mean, and that's looks like that's what he's built here with James Conner being the, the lead back. Well, Conner's had a phenomenal camp. He looks better yeah. somehow than he did last year. He's more comfortable, obviously, in his skin in this offense year two. I'm just impressed. They have, they've cracked the code here, and I think they've understood. You have to pair Kyler Murray with big physical backs or backs that run big and Daryl Williams is not a small man. Daryl Williams is going to be the number two back for this team. He's 5'10 and a half. His lower body is enormous. He's going to come out of the backfield and run over people. We know what Connor can do. 
And then Eno is not small. Eno runs bigger than he actually is. This is not a knock on Chase Edmonds. You know, Kenyon Drake, once upon a time, had a real big problem scoring up his shoulders, right? But you, and then Keontae Ingram, who had a phenomenal practice last Saturday while we were there, those four guys are as physical as you can imagine. And I think this group right now, with the uncertainty surrounding the receiving core, fingers crossed the tight end group is good to go week one, Bo. But I think this could be a predominantly run-heavy team early in the season as they wait for DeAndre Hopkins, as they get everybody healthy and ready to go, because they know they can. They've got the tools at the at the position and the physicality to keep Kyler Murray upright. I do not want to see Kyler Murray running for his life on third and long, make it more manageable, and certainly last year, James Conner eats in short yardage because Kyler Murray is such a threat with his legs. So I would love to see the Cardinals get back to being a top 10 to 12 rushing team in the NFL. And, and what will help it happen and help that is actually Max Williams returning to the lineup, uh, being off, activated off the PUP. He forced the issue with the organization, said, hey, what are we doing here? I'm ready to go. Let's get me out there on the yeah. practice field. We talked about Ertz and McBride. So with them being sidelines, Max gets back, and where's what's Max's forte? It, it's it's yeah, run game, and yeah. that's something that they missed uh, down the stretch. You know, along with DeAndre Hopkins, along with some other key names, and Max Williams getting back in there can really open up. You know, that zone run, that zone run scheme, getting outside. We did, we saw the the James Conner. We didn't like the yards per carry. I think a guy like Max being back in there can help. Uh, the diff- when you talk about the guys beyond. Daryl Williams and James Conner, though. It's it's who's going to be able to help out in teams. Jonathan Ward has still probably got the edge over Keontae for sure. Mm-hmm. And then Eno, you know, I think I think Eno's separating himself and kind of being different from, you know, is it going to – do they carry four guys? Probably I not. think so. Yeah. I think they carry four backs so because I think they're only – Keontae or, or Jonathan Ward then. I, that's an easy decision. You go with the guy with the upside. You go with the guy that was more heavily recruited. If I'm apples to oranges, if I'm debating between a guy who I think could help me in the run game eventually versus a guy who's a, a nice player on special teams, like I can find a linebacker to do that. I can find a safety to do that. Uh, what Keontae Ingram is a much better runner right now of the football than Jonathan Ward. That's not a knock on Jonathan Ward. He's had his cup of coffee in the NFL. But, I mean, this kid Remember was a Dallas USC play? Best play of the year last year. Probably the best catch of the year last year. Yeah, that, okay. I mean, that was last year. Keontae well, Ingram went to USC and went to Texas. <laughs> and I, I'm i sorry. I, my running back group, I'm not picking. Um, Jonathan Ward could go to the practice squad. I don't think he would be claimed. Keontae Ingram goes to the practice squad. Say goodbye. He, somebody will claim him. And he will right. be on a 53-man roster. And you will lose him. And remember, once upon a time, the Cardinals stashed Eno Benjamin the entire season as a seventh-round pick because they wanted to develop him. They're going to do the same. I think they'll do the same thing with Keontae Ingram, knowing Bo that they would lose him otherwise. We have to remember that. What was the transition from the San Francisco 49ers being a failure in the first half to what they did in the second half? And the second half was they found the formula that they can pound, they can run the ball. Yeah. And, and and they literally did it to the Rams on on primetime television and they murdered them. Mm-hmm. And so once they found that was the formula then, and also get the ball to Debo. Mm-hmm. yeah that helps <laughs> they found that formula out and so the cardinals i agree with you when you say cliff hey this is what cliff is known for and he was actually known for that mostly hopefully we can get back to that mentality and the first couple of weeks most teams don't under like you're still trying to figure out what you have in your offense what you have on your team uh the first couple of weeks of the regular season what we will see is that i hope that the veteran leadership comes from that we're, we're okay with being physical mm-hmm. that 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 your boy humphreys can walk in there and say cliff Let's pound these motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Let's pound them. Let's make it a good. Let's pound them today, 
And JC be like, yeah, let's ride. Let's pound these suckers today. Now, your fantasy football points, you're not getting them, but we winning today. But we about, to, we about to impose our presence on these cats. Like, that's how we should talk when we're talking in the locker room or when you, you just signed your boy DJ. DJ walks in and says, hey, JV, we pounding these cats today. That's right. We're not, we're not, this won't be pretty. We pounding them. And that's what we want to see. Last thing on Jonathan Moore. Jonathan Moore, I, th- I think, had more value to this team when they when they didn't have a group of big physical backs. And now that they do, they've got a bunch of Jonathan Wards, but but better from running the football. So I I think last year you keep him because he's good on special teams. James Conner's got injury concerns. Chase Edmonds is small. Now you 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 know Benjamin Bow. I mean, can you emphasize? Cliff Kingsbury compliments him every chance he gets. Now, is he talking him up to move him? Or do you really believe like, Eno Benjamin could see legitimate snaps at running back for this team this year? I I think that's, I mean, as far as running the football, it's James Conner and then it's Eno Benjamin. You think over Daryl Williams? Yeah. I mean, Daryl Williams is going to have a role. He's got a role, but it's as far as if they need to spell James Conner for somebody to get some tough yardage or somebody to, to run the football, they're not going to turn to Daryl Williams. They're going to turn to Eno Benjamin. It's a hell of a compliment for a kid who was a seventh-round pick. This will be his third year on an NFL roster. Uh, we'll have to add him in Madden, if you haven't already, Keontae Ingram and company. And speaking Let's of go. Madden, we've got our Madden League starting sign-up right now. There are limited spots available. It's first come, first serve. Get there. It's an Xbox League, so if you dabble in PlayStation, maybe next year, Xbox users only. you got to be 18 or older because there's probably going to be some profanity flung uh, and you got to be able to play online, but in all seriousness, PHNX Madden league, it will be a, the hottest ticket in town for gaming with Madden PHNX. Do it now. I cannot wait to smoke everybody. Johnny, uh, with first of all, you didn't even fucking sign up. Okay. I'm plugging, I'm plugging your shit, man. What the whole cards no. community into signing up, and then they want to beat you, and you don't Buy even Buy me an Xbox. Buy me an Xbox. Uh, Give me an you Xbox. have one in the office, you jerk. Get, well, I, I didn't know that was an option. You got one in the office? You have an Xbox? Yeah. I didn't know. I said yeah. I Also, also, I also said. just sign up so you can come take your L, because I'm about to whoop the <laughs> shit out of everybody. What? Not that good, bro. There's, there's no way. Frank, I'm you don't want that good, bro. I want Frank, all that smoke. Frank, I want hey, all that smoke. Frank, I want all that smoke. You don't want these hands. I, I promise hands. you that. Who's your whole team? Hands, you might be, the, you might be a top tier wide receiver for the Cardinals, but you ain't shit on Madden compared to me. Let's go. <laughs> I'm playing with myself, Dad. Hey, pause, 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 pause. pause. <laughs> I don't mean that like that. I apologize. Pause. I used to always create myself in Madden, make myself five ten. It was great. Madden. Shit's already you, out. Wait, hold on. You did. Hold on. Do we, can we not gloss over that? Johnny is creative player. He got him to 510. Yeah, because I wanted to have it be like semi realistic. <laughs> I hope you have to wait in every line. Johnny's just creating his player. Oh. Going up five seven nah, nah, nah five eight no nah, nah, let's, nah, let's get nah. crazy I would say let's don't get crazy six, don't go six three <laughs> oh my god oh man Please oh my bad no my if bad. you want to take an Allen Madden against uh, any of us join up where, where I will be playing link where's the link uh, Emma <laughs> how do we sign up Easy you can said. you can find the link on Twitter we tweeted it out at phnx underscore sports uh, there you go hey so my man. Hey, easy said, if I clapped on Charles Woodson, on, <laughs> I'm going to clap on Saul, too. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Saul's talking I, I, a lot of shit. He better be good. 
He hey, better look, be good. I, real talk, I had to stop playing those games, man. I just, I was, uh, I was verbally abusive. And I, was I had, some little I kid mean, in just, a different, I, like the Dave Chappelle skit where he goes with the Make a Wish kid and just embarrasses. I really, that really was that's my a mom. real story. That's based off Cardell Jones. That's a real. That's what happened real for me. Oh, we were yeah. at. I was at a golf outing, man, in in Birmingham at the Regions Classic, something that they do all the time, and it's they bring in the they bring in the. It was a pro am, and someone this is they had a Madden moment into a tent, and I was in there, man. This little kid was winning. He was smashing, but he was talking major trash. And I said, look, you need to keep it together, little kid. I mean, it was one of these moments. And I really flipped out my wife at the time. She took the remote out of my hand and said, let's go. Because I was really like, I started diving into him. I started winning and smashing. And it literally was not a good moment. So uh, I don't really play those games that much. Um, but I do know who I will bring into the Madden Challenge is my buddy, Jerome Daniels, uh, former tight end, former, excuse me, offensive lineman of the Arizona Cardinals. Mm. And all he does is talk about Madden. And when I go over to his house, he smashes me. So, and I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to have, hold on, pause. Pause. That ain't, that, pause. Hold on. <laughs> Just let that pause. Hold okay. Go ahead. Now. I don't know what's happening yeah. with this show. I Thank do you. know. Go get your, go get your COVID-19 <laughs> vaccines. Uh, we're going to be hanging out tomorrow at the red and white practice. Uh, we got so much fun stuff planned and route to the season and beyond. We want to make sure everybody's happy and healthy. Go get a COVID-19 vaccine. They're free for everybody five and older. Those 12 and older are also eligible for the booster. They offer free. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location nearest to you. I can't believe Saul. I'm promoting the brand, and he interrupts this show. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just – the text message I received earlier this week was, do you have an Xbox or a PlayStation? And now we have an Xbox at the studio. Of course I'll beat people's ass in studio, but – well, I could use an OG right now. Yeah, you absolutely could. It's the perfect Madden companion. I mean, what's yeah. better than popping an OG, having one of their delicious gummies, and whooping and hanging an L on somebody in Madden, in our yeah. PHNX Madden League, as Frank continues to put it together. Did you pop an OGs? Did you just have an orange creamsicle? Frank's done. Pop- Frank's done for the week, I think. <laughs> Frank's done for the week, but we're just getting started. Of course, we're working tomorrow, but... Uh, tonight is perfect time to maybe have yourself some OGs. You can uh, check them out online, ogsbrands.com, all their delicious flavors. We've got the OGs uh, Flavoring Life sweepstakes that you can enter to win at gophnx.com. You can find more details in the show notes. Uh, you can win yourself three bags of orange creamsicle or tropical mm. flavor of your choice. Can't go wrong. Check out OGs online, ogsbrands.com or on Instagram, at OG's Brands. You can also find their products at your local dispensary, and you must be 21 or older to enjoy or purchase. We will be live tomorrow post-game for the Red and White Practice State Farm Stadium. Bo, myself, Damian Anderson, producer Emma, we are going to be having a blast, hopefully watching K1 Kyler Murray uh, and everybody else for the Arizona Cardinals come and say what's up. But before you do that, like and subscribe this podcast. You helped us get over 5,000 followers at PHNX underscore at Cardinals. This is my next plea to you. Please, please, please go subscribe to the podcast right now. Not manana, not yesterday, right now. So we can continue to churn out the content and have it be even bigger and better. Bo and I are working on getting some big time guests some big time interviews, exclusive content just for you that you can't get anywhere else. Go PHNX.com is the site. But PHNX Cardinals is what you want to find uh, wherever you get your podcasts. And, uh, yeah, Frank, 
Frank, my man, we will, man, we will see you right We're, now. He's, he's going to tap out. We're going to see him next week. Bo and I will be back tomorrow with DA. In the meantime, leave this video a review. Like it on YouTube, PHNX Sports on YouTube. And uh, see everybody tomorrow. Post game, baby!